Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, you're listening to Matt, Matt, and Jen. Transmissions from the Dark Side. And I'll be listening soon. This is Tom Savini, signing off. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a little girl, a dollhouse, an uninvited house guest, enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of Shudder TV exclusive Creep Show and reporting it back to you. Yay! I am Matt Noss. With me at the table are my two best friends in the whole wide world. Please welcome Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How are you both this evening? Oh, Just tip fine. top, Matt. Couldn't be better. It's Shocktober, Transmissions-tober. Transmissions Tober continues and rolls on. We are still in episode one of Creep Show, the second vignette this evening. The House of the Head is what we're going to be talking about. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for giving us a try. We talk about anthology horror here exclusively. And tonight is no exception. Tonight is no exception. And what an exceptional episode we have. I loved oh, for it. Real. Yeah. Ah, boy, I can't wait to dive in. But before we do that, we do guess what the episode is about. That's fun for us. Based on title alone. Huh. Uh, so who would like to go first? I, I will go first. All right, Manny. The House of the Head. For months now, Dr. Sanjay Desai has been locked away in his laboratory, devoting day and night to his obsession keeping the disembodied head of disgraced politician and businessman Titus Wang alive. Finally, success. But what Dr. Desai had not expected was that the methods used to keep Titus's head alive opened a portal to a dark, sinister dimension full of unspeakable evils. Ooh, Ooh. cool. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I like that. Why is he keeping it unlive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Why is he keeping it unlive? That's impossible. That's impossible. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. <clears throat> the House of the Head. A coven of witches grows tired of the patriarchy. Their plan? Infiltrate a brothel. If you get head, you're dead. <laughs> nice. Oh, I love that tagline. That's great. So yeah. That's, I'd see that movie. I'd rent that at Blockbuster with the parental advisory sticker on it. <laughs> oh, what a cover this thing would have, yeah. too. Oh, my God. Just a house, yep. like with witches pouring out of it. Yeah. But it is a little it... side boob. Oh, so much. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Elvira level. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like 20 Elvira. Yeah. House of 20 Elvira. W- if I. <laughs> that was a great, a great house cinema. of 10,000 Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> if I walked past the cover when I was a kid, I would have had to have been like wearing a hat. <laughs> Just like I could co- take the hat off and put it in front of me. Just like the cover of Mondo. Like, that's bizarrely sexual. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, here is mine. The house of the head. Head's house. Head's rules. But when the torso moves in, arms and legs want to know who's in charge here. It's not the butt. He's in the corner dumping. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with the sweet deets. All right. Deets. Here are some sweet deets for this episode. This is part two of episode one of Creep Show. Uh, this aired, or this was released to Shutter on September 26th, 2019. Uh, here's a summary from IGN. Wow. Yeah. Mixing <laughs> it up. <clears throat> the Walking Dead's Kaylee Fleming plays Evie, a little girl tormented by an icky addition to her giant dollhouse, a ghoulish head that changes locations every time she steps away. Evie also spots the faux family, the Smith Smiths, in the house during frozen moments of terror as the head slowly creeps into their lives and kills them. All right. Well, blow the goddamn yeah, whole, thing. Blow the whole thing. <laughs> 
Uh, this episode was directed by John Harrison. John Harrison, we know uh, as being George Romero's first AD on the original Creep Zone show movie. He was director of Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, uh, as well as uh, writer and director of several episodes of Tales from the Dark Side and Tales from the Crypt. Uh, also composer of some of the music. That's correct. That's correct, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this was based on a short story by Josh Mallerman of Bird Box fame. I met him. Nice dude. Yeah? He's from Ferndale, right? Yeah. He's from Ferndale, Michigan, and uh, we did a Go Comedy improv show about Bird Box. I didn't know if you were if you were in I was not it. in okay. it, but the night that I attended, Josh Mallerman was there, and he was very nice, but also seemed to be like, they're going, some, uh, Netflix is going to option my book. I'm in the money. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could tell, like, yeah. he knew, like... It's about I, to take off. Hey, I'm guys. just about to not be around you people anymore. Right. Like, yeah. super nice, but also that, like, in five years, I won't yeah. have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this episode starred Kaylee Fleming as Evie. She plays Judith Grimes in the most recent season of The Walking Dead. She was also young Ray in The Force Awakens in the flashbacks. Uh, she was also young Tig Notaro in the One Mississippi pilot. Oh, no Holy crap. Yeah. Rachel Hendricks played Marsha, a.k.a. who we'll be calling Mom. Evie's mom in this. She's a lower budget movie actress in a lot of Christian films, including her breakup performance in October Baby, where she plays a college freshman whose world is rocked when she learns she is the adopted survivor of a failed abortion. A role that caused Roger Ebert to describe her as, quote, surprisingly capable. <laughs> You know, when the Ebs gives you a glowing review, like surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly capable, capable, there's another Trinity Broadcast That's Network right. show ready for you. Uh, let's see. Dad was played by David Shea, uh, who is also David Mariotti, I believe, is his other. He's got like two names that he, he goes by for work. Huh. Um, he played the dad, Evie's dad slash Randy. He was uh, in a high school sketch group called the Blueberry Johnsons. He also played. That is <laughs> that the is most high school sketch show name. A thousand percent. I love it. It is perfectly yeah. terrible. Yep. <laughs> like, you. I, I want to be a fly in the wall of that meeting yep. where it's like, there's been a Blueberry Johnsons improv troupe at this school <laughs> for as long as I can remember. Come on, guys. We're doing it for the Blueberry Johnsons. Oh, that's just like Glee Club names. Yeah. You know, like Harmonious Claptrap. <laughs> <laughs> Max's, he played Max's dad in The Haunting of Hill House in a couple episodes. He starred, uh, he was one of the leads in three seasons of The Lair, which was a spinoff of Dante's Cove. The Lair is a private gay club run by vampires. Oh, man. They stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> They stole the thing you jerk off about, who use the club <laughs> as a source for attractive young men to feed from. And then he was in a bunch of other movies and TV shows that I don't know because I can't keep up with content anymore. Here's the problem with reviewing these episodes, something from 2019 or something from like the 90s and later versus the anthology horror that we've been looking at from the early to late 80s. Early to late 80s, you had seven to ten network shows at any time that these people would be in one episode of everything mm -hmm. there are so many credits for everyone yeah. for networks i've never heard of for movies i've never heard of for versions of law and order you've never heard yeah of. so oh, he was on uh truth and facts on splice right exactly exactly <laughs> yeah what yeah oh, uh, it ran for an afternoon <laughs> Or he was, uh, yeah, he was the the lead in um, uh, in in Spadoink on you know Q Network uh, that it it ran for seventeen years or something like that. Like there were things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the opposite, like yeah, two hundred episodes. Like this is a totally different world that I do not understand. I I know it is a show. Mm -hmm. I know it has a rabid fan base. Right. Never seen an episode of Supernatural. Don't know what it's yeah, on. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. CW. It's on the CW. And Supernatural is like, is the most recognizable. There are ones like the, there are a bunch of vampire subsets of those. The mm -hmm. originals and the, 
the yeah. the new originals and the, yeah, yeah 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 and and they all yeah came from one thing and yeah. it's like it's and that's CW I mean that's yeah. still well shit look at all the DC shows on CW exactly there's, yeah there's going to be like five this yeah. fall it's so bananas. all of these actors now are regularly working actors I'm very happy for them I just don't know every place that they're from yeah. Uh, Mr. Ogman is the owner of the Dollhouse Emporium, who is who's making these custom dollhouses. Mr. Ogman is played by Guy Messenger, which is a great fake name, or a surprising real one. Here is his bio from IMDb. Originally from Minneapolis in its theater scene, studied at UCLA in the Gene Shelton School of Acting. Later walked the boards in NYC, receiving more auditions than contracts. Now a working performer in Atlanta first film was Animal House, which was as fun as you'd imagine. Beat John Belushi at foosball. 30 foreign accents, can coach dialects, good water skier, conversational German language, some Swedish, French, and Dutch, guitarist and drummer, medium tenor vocals, cannot dance. So Written by (laughs) Guy Messenger. (laughs) Yeah, that is very much like, how much is IMD premium? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> how much is how much is it for pro? Uh, cool. I'm I'm still getting them fat checks from Animal House. <laughs> uh, also, his role was uncredited in Animal House. Well, oh really? Big, big. I so John to, Belushi yeah. in foosball. To be fair, John Belushi was passed out in his own vomit at the time. <laughs> he had one hand on the foosball. <laughs> it counts. Hey, if he's by it, you're playing. Yep. That's right. That's a classic foosball rule. Classic foosball rule. <laughs> uh, this morning on my way in, I saw Bird on Bird Crime. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you need to define Bird on Bird Crime. Continue. So, so this morning, it's, it's, I'm driving and I'm on Jefferson and I look up in the sky and I see a pigeon flying. <laughs> then I see reasonable so far. I'm like, what's going on? He has another bird in his claws, <laughs> and that bird breaks out and is like, no, <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <laughs> and Satan's like, yeah, today. <laughs> today is your day. And re grabs him, and I'm like. I'm the only one seeing this. I'm witnessing a murder, and I'm the only one who's seen I'm not a cheeseburger wrapper. <laughs> and I watched that bag dance. <laughs> I didn't know they would do that. Yeah. It was, I, I didn't know that either. This is... It was Maybe this was like the weird. Ted Bundy of pigeons. Yeah. He's the Dexter of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> it's got one little slide with a feather on each one. Um... When you were described, thank you, man. <laughs> Just imagine a pigeon being like, hur, hur, take his little claw open, open up the box. <laughs> See these feathers pressed between. <laughs> oh god! I was. I don't know why. When you said you saw a bird on bird crime, my initial vision in my head was that you just saw a bird in a little ski mask. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little knife going around a corner, and you're like, I wonder right. how this is going to end. A, a murder of crows is together, and they're looking at each other. And one of the ravens, our crows, goes, "Let's do this." Okay. Okay. <clears throat> In the uh, the comic book ads that we see, we've got uh, Make a Monster Kit. Uh, it says that they are laboratory-tested hobby kits for the boy who has everything. They're frightfully easy to assemble. And there's a picture of the little kid putting in the uh, aorta. Uh, and it says aorta. There's also an ad for a real mobile tank. Go ahead, Matt. So the, the aorta one reminded me so much of the ad from the original Creep Show with the um, – it, it looked like when uh, Joe Hill was actually – pushing the needle in the voodoo doll mm-hmm. uh for, and before right before um the dad in that movie whose name tom I'm atkins. Forgetting. thank you very much uh before tom atkins goes like oh yes yeah hard harum, hard harum. Yes. <laughs> i say that at work all the time 
Uh, there's also an ad for a real mobile tank, large enough for two kids inside. Intercom system, revolving turret, 75mm cannon, machine gun, real periscope, radio controls, absolutely not a cardboard box, a flag. <laughs> a flag. Such a great description. Oh, that I, I, I just loved every detail yeah. about it. Uh, it's got uh, x-ray specs in there, uh, an ad for free $1 million cash. Which you get by Matt actually read this uh, this whole one. This was uh, yeah, if you subscribe to the fun catalog. Yeah, you you basically get a, a million dollars of laughs. Of laughs. So. <laughs> I remember most of these from I you know I was I was too young for EC Comics, but a lot of this stuff was in Mad Magazine. Yeah, Mad and and, uh, and yeah, and other comic books. Yeah. Right, I, that's where I remember seeing them from. Yeah, I actually. Um, well, I was too young to get uh, EC Comics in their initial run. Uh, I would get a lot of comics at garage sales, mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of, um, you know, Vault of Horror and, and Tales from the Crypt and stuff when I was a kid. I don't know how my parents let me have them, but I had them, and I kept them all in a, uh, a like a, you know, the paper bags you get at the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, and then my parents threw them out, and I, I, those would probably be worth money now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh. I had a bunch of mad magazines, and the the nun principal took them away from me and told me they were pornography. I think I've talked about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And now we get to the creeps description of this episode. Ah, there you are, Achilles. This next tale will have you wishing for a house you can call your home. But you know the old saying, be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. Unless it gets you first. <laughs> There's a monstrous magic in the air in this scary tale I call the House of the Head. <laughs> Ooh, so creepy. Um, the magazine opens wide up. Screak. Screak. <laughs> and uh, we see a little girl at a dollhouse. She is showing off what is a really beautiful dollhouse to her mom. Yeah, now, that was a really fancy one. Yeah. Now, for a moment, I thought this was an Easter egg. And it isn't, it's a slant mm-hmm. uh, Easter egg. I thought that. What, the Giesenstacks? Yes. I thought it was a parallel to the Giesenstacks. Mm-hmm. For a moment, I thought it was the exact same dollhouse as the Giesenstacks. It is not. It okay. is not. Uh, the Giesenstacks is green and red. Mm-hmm. And this is a beautiful kind of. Victorian. Yeah, it's 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 really nice. It's gorgeous. So we pan around this house. Uh, we meet father and mother who are in the bedroom of the dollhouse. Lying down. Lying down on the bed. Ethan, the son, is in the den. He's got a little guitar. Uh, the details on this thing are beautiful. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Down in the kitchen, there's Dane the dog. He's standing near a freshly carved jack-o'-lantern. Uh, it's every detail is perfect. And as Evie is showing this off to her mom, uh, her dad shows up with a, uh, a little repaired fireplace to go in there. Evie is delighted. Uh, she tells them that they are called the Smith Smiths. Now the dad has a classic dad reaction to oh, the yeah. Smith Smiths. And he's like, huh? Real? That sounds more like a stutter than a last name. No, oh, dad. dad. Smith Smiths. But it's also a perfect little kid name. It is. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she is like way into the details of this house. She like, it's time for school, but she still has to like run back to like feed Dane little dog before she leaves for school. As she's leaving, did you guys see mom give the dollhouse just like a slight sideways glance? No. Yeah. I felt like as mo- as Edie's mom was like sh- uh, shuffling her out of the room, she just sort of gave it like one more look. And I was like, uh, does she know that this thing is creepy and weird? Not that it's, you know, cursed or haunted or whatever, but. Well, there is kind of the the whole way that they frame the dollhouse yeah. gives it a foreboding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like they filmed it in forced perspective, right? Yes. So it always looks bigger than it is. Yeah. And it, it definitely, yeah, every frame that it's in, it chews up the frame yes well, like, it, it, sometimes it looked like they were filming things kind of like macro photography mm-hmm. to make big things seem small and to make this seem bigger right um it was interesting even as the episode went on the way they were filming the dollhouse like the beginning it was like splitting the screen of her bedroom and as the scene went on or as the the episode went on it was like taking up more and more of the space it was really neat 
when she when the mom leaves, she does give it a look, but I don't know if it's my feeling when I first saw it before I knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. was more of man, my kid is way too involved with this dollhouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like what is it about almost like there's a spell that the dollhouse has on Evie. Which is how she seems sure throughout the episode. She is yeah. blowing off her parents at every opportunity to go play with this dollhouse. But yeah. also remembering being a kid, there was always something that kind of felt like the most important thing in the world to do. Right. Besides doing what your parents wanted you yeah. to do. Yeah. Or or even even sometimes as an adult, you know, you get something new and you wanna you wanna do that over like I don't know. Anything around the house. I mean, that's just me as a single guy <laughs> who doesn't want to mow his lawn. But, you know. <laughs> I also have to say that the mom's outfit is fall fantastic. <laughs> she's got browns, great. browns, browns. She's got browns boots. Uh, but the boots are cool. Yeah. I, I have a respect for a good boot. Mm-hmm. The the parents in this episode overall are are interesting. And we could talk about it more after we get to the end. But they're sort of... They're they're really the background characters, and they're oh, sort of just a caricature. One hundred percent background characters, because the the other family is the one that's more important to uh, to Evie. It seems like, and I don't know at this point in the episode you could get that. So maybe we do need to. Okay. I want to because I want to blow it all right. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about the Smith Smiths right now, but let's talk about the first incident. Okay. With the Smith Smiths, which is about to happen. Here. Yeah. So well, right. Yeah. So she comes home from school. Dad's working on the car, and it, like you were just saying, Evie kind of blows him off. Or was like, "Hey, hey, like I don't know, whatever he calls her. Hey, sweetheart, how was school today? Fine, gotta go." And she runs up to the A friend. Always love Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, she runs up to her room, goes and opens the door. She wants to. She wants to see her new friends. Right and. The so, I will just say right off the bat because I do watch Walking Dead that she is great. Yeah, she seems like she would be great. Yeah, she's she's great in this episode. I was and truly, her facial expressions are so good. I was wowed by her naturalness. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Because like she is about to pull off a very very difficult feat. Yeah. Um. We have seen so much anthology horror where it is a solo character talking to themselves and you don't buy it. Yes. Because it is acting. Right. She goes to the house, puts in the new uh, piece of furniture that she Mm -hmm. has, and she notices something. And she just, like, it's very patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't freak out. Yeah, she just she just says, "Hey, who moved you?" And I mean, even as an adult, if I came home and I saw something that had moved, mm-hmm. I would, I would do this. I would be like, "Hey, what? but you weren't you weren't." I mean, and I I do this <laughs> when the cats move things, and I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." Mm-hmm. I would do the same things she's doing here where I don't think that it is an unnatural thing to say like, hey, wait, who moved you guys? Again, like it's very Hitchcock the way that this is set up. You've got a real because of the force perspective, because they're making this dollhouse bigger than life. And you're starting to like peer into the life of the Smith Smiths. You got this voyeur who is helpless in a machine of her own creation well and you you also the way that they do the shots um uh, very frequently in the shots you are shooting from the back and you see her always watching but always much larger than them right so like a twilight zone sort of uh yeah 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 or or just you know like a I mean, like you were saying, a helpless observer, right? But but someone that still tries to affect what happens and fails. 
Yeah, they're cool. Like the the shots pushing through the house are are cool. So what what she sees is she is uh, she's looking in the house. She says, "Who are you?" And she opens the dollhouse and she is talking to this severed zombieish head that is on the coffee table. And she just very yeah again very plainly is just like you know who are you? I didn't put you in here. That's when mom calls her to come downstairs. Evie is still like way sucked into it and she sees everything else is sort of shifted around in the house. Mother and father had been left on the bed. They're now sitting up on the edge of the bed. They look worried. Ethan isn't playing the guitar. He's on the couch kind of like with a blanket pulled up. Dane hasn't or Dana stopped eating his dog food. Now he's just looking into the other room and Evie's kind of wondering aloud who moved them and she sees the head has now moved off the table. Yes. Onto the floor. Onto the floor. Uh, so, did you notice what was on the coffee table where the head was? That ashtray? There was the ashtray. There was the Necronomicon. I saw the Necronomicon. Yeah, I was... And there was a bottle of booze. <laughs> so, it made me start thinking, like, did... Did the Smith Smith <laughs> summon this? Smith Smith summon this head? Yeah. Is this, like, some kind of Lovecraftian head? Yeah. Like, uh, it, you know, whatever, Smith Smith, I'm not judging, but... Like you brought this on yourself. Yeah, was that ashtray the one that's appeared in all of the stuff? I, I think so. Yeah, oh, yes, it, it is. is. That's yeah. awesome. It's the miniature version, and we, it, the miniatures themselves have like the perfect amount of childishness, mm-hmm. and at the same time, detail. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's a there's. You're right. There's a simplis- There's a simplistic quality to them, but there's also uh, uh, just a really good attention to detail. It's. It, I would have loved this dollhouse. They walked a, again. I'm tipping my hat uh, to the production staff of Creepshow with how much care they took, and also when you start to think about the logistics of this episode, all of these changes. I didn't see cuts, mm-hmm. so this seems like it's all one big tracking shot. Yeah, where they show the Smith Smiths in one position. The camera moves to another room in the house where um, Evie is talking to the head or looking to see what else is happen- happening. And when it moves back, the Smith Smiths are in completely different, different positions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to see that shot from yeah. the outside. Like how the how many people did it take? Yeah. Yeah. How did they do it without making too much noise? Yeah. Like the behind the scenes to see how they actually did that. Yeah. Because like... If the if they if you were to tell me that everything is sweetened in the episode, I'd be like, that is some of the finest like sweetening mm-hmm. and great sound work because not a moment of it sounds artificial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how else they would have been able to do it so quietly. Yeah. You know, unless well, they probably did something where I don't know. I haven't seen production screenshots. Yeah. So I'm just starting to think, like, how did they do this effect? Well, and it didn't sound like it was 80 yard. No. So it makes me feel like they were probably on a soundstage, had her mic'd, and then basically it wasn't in that room. Mm -hmm. It was somewhere else, and they were able to kind of put the dressing of the room around her. Yeah. But do all of those shots kind of simple it's beautifully done and and every time the um the the figures move the figurines move their expressions their expressions change change and it's fascinating that they're able to make these look still like dolls but not dumb there's a very i mean there would be it'd be very easy to make these look like mr bill or something that you would like laugh at it and think oh this is just silly but it was really a creepy episode yeah or or something like you would see on like uh, um robot chicken or something Mm -hmm. these were these were these were different and i don't know if you guys were listening um i really loved the use of ambient noise and of you know not necessarily orchestral music but just kind of ambient music mm-hmm. there there would you know you would have um you know the the music in the background but there would also just be like sounds in the music mm-hmm. at certain points that would help ratchet up tension it, it, i i really think that that john harrison did a did a great job yeah. on this episode so the head is on the floor 
and the mom calls up the stairs. Evie, you, you need to come downstairs. And the movie's going to start. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's uh, it's time for the mommy daughter date. Yeah, right. we're going to the movies. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "I'm on my way," and then she touches the bottom of the head, and it's bloody. Bloody. Yeah. It's yeah, funky. and she goes, "Yuck!" and she wipes it on her dress, as you do. Right. Yeah, and that's an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Into the deepest jungles went Pressman toy makers looking for something new. The secret they brought back for you is incredible. The Pressman Witch Doctor Head Shrinkers Kit. Plastic flesh, mixing cauldron and petrifying potion. Just pour it into the mold and in minutes you can add monster hair. Paint it with a coloring kit included or make up your own decorations. In 24 hours the heads shrink, shrink down. Now shrunken heads for all occasions. Collect them, swap them. Give them to your witch doctor friends. You can always cook up more with Pressman's Witch Doctor Head Shrinkers Kit. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Shrunken heads for all occasions. Give it to your witch, witch doctor, doctor friends. friends. So would you guys buy the uh, shrunken head thing when you were kids? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I would love that. To, I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I had the, like, monster maker thing where there were, like, the plates. Oh, shit. And yeah. you would, like... You had like a Frankenstein head and a, and a lizard man leg and tail, and then I don't know, like right, a, you, like you could melt wax, like was a spaceman. It? No, 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 mm-hmm. you no. This wasn't where you were waxing. This was you would take like a, a black <gasps> crayon yes. and you would yeah. like make your own monsters and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, like, I used to do that like like a crazy person. Guys, there is a lot on the front of this box. So it includes the shrinker. It attaches to any standard table lamp. I'm sure that wasn't dangerous at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, so it's just this like... Yeah, so was it just that the clay or whatever putty that they made you make would just shrink up, lose all of its water? Liquid. Yeah, I would imagine that I it think would it's just... just I don't even know if there's clay in there. I think... Oh, maybe. Oh, I see what you're saying. But it, it helps. If it attaches to a lamp, I didn't know if it just made the apple dry out faster. <clears throat> but there is a quote at the top of the box it says a craft for the whole family and then quotes it says create your own collection of delightful shrunken heads period vincent price <laughs> <laughs> and we're back <laughs> um act two begins um with good old-fashioned bill paying time <laughs> this is what adults do Shuffle, shuffle, paper, paper, paper. Paper, paper. Bills, bills. How are we? How are we? Uh, <laughs> fireworks factory. <laughs> and um, once again, Evie wants nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah she, she has already Mom outgrown her family. She is eight. And dad says like, hey, how was the movie? Gotta go. Or I think she says, fine, gotta go. Yeah. Uh, and runs upstairs, goes to check on the Smith Smiths. And... We've got a scene. So in the dollhouse, we've got the parents. Mother and father at the bottom of the, the staircase. staircase. Uh, they, have, they have concerned expressions on their faces. And again, this is all done in a camera pan. Yeah. Like, it, really, I cannot express how well this is done. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Hopefully you already have if you're listening to this. Well, spoilers. <laughs> galore. Yeah, it's all this is. Uh, the head is on the couch now. Uh, somehow, Dane the dog is outside, Side, peering yeah. in the window. So, uh, Ethan is peering around the corner. Uh, he's in the kitchen, I believe. And it's a very little kid move. Like, it yeah. looks... All of these these uh, tableaus are very realistic. Mm-hmm. So, right around this part, I am realizing in myself that I'm starting to get creeped out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was this was tense. The, the the timing, the pacing, everything is working. And the way the camera follows what Evie's looking at. So mm-hmm. we're, we're panning from room to room as Evie, as Evie looks at the, the different scenes. Yeah. Gives it that sense of movement and, and foreboding. Yeah. And the, when, I, when I rewatched, I was trying to pay attention to secondary details where, I mean, they really... Sometimes things were not moved much, mm-hmm. but if you watch it a second time, you'll see, you know, th- there were a lot of really great details in this. It w- it was very well done. There is 
Coming up, one of my favorite uh, vignette scenes. Mm -hmm. But, like, how fast they set these up is unbelievable. So, Evie is screaming now. She's like, what are you doing in the house? Why are you here? You don't belong here. The Smith Smith's house is haunted. And then she does uh, what all little kids do, uh, hide in bed. Yes. Uh, and never at any point does she run to her mom and dad. Yeah. So is- uh, so one of the things that, that happened um, that made her run to bed was that she saw that the head had now moved to the Smith Smith's parents' bed. The head was on top of the bed now. And she has just had enough of this. She says, you know, um, at least I think this is when she says, uh, Smith Smiths, I think you're haunted and runs and hugs the teddy bear on the bed and is freaked out. This is a uh, this whole thing definitely plays on child wonder really well because something supernatural is happening. Yeah. And she is witnessing it. But never once am I like not believing her reactions to it. Yes. Even yeah. though at this point I wrote, um, you could just burn it. Just, <laughs> just take the Smith Smiths out and just burn the whole thing. Um, but like, I'm, talk, I'm buying it. Talk about going on the ride. Yeah. I was on the ride from the jump. Yeah. Um, so let's cut to the toy store. Yes. We, we have Evie going in with her mom to the toy store where she's obviously gotten all these dolls stuff, from. Yeah. yeah, I think the the doll maker actually says that their their house is one of a kind. Yes, he says it's one of a kind. He's like painting another doll as he, he yeah. does it. So he's making these, which instantly made me wonder, oh, is this some evil toy maker or are we in some sort of Right, are we things? in a puppet master? Yeah. 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 I'm honestly glad, uh, not to blow the end, yeah. but they give you a couple red herrings in the episode and the toy maker is one of them mm-hmm. per se like they never really answer the toy maker's involvement in it but she's looking for something and she finds it she goes up to the counter and she has a cop doll mm-hmm. yes and the the mom is kind of incredulous with this where she's like this one you're sure she's sure 100 percent. yep I love Does he this have a kid. tiny gun? Yeah. Yeah, she's doing she's she is figuring it out. She's going to handle this on her own. The mom or makes within a this mom, this is this world. The mom does make a mom joke. Uh cuz uh, around this time um the mom is explaining to the doll maker uh that the husband thinks that it's important for Evie to play with dolls uh because he thinks that that will help her find her identity. And then the doll maker kind of goes a little creepy at this point. And he says, yeah, but they never tell you what they actually find out. Uh, and then that's when the mom says, well, isn't that why they call them figure-eens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mom. Leave, it, leave the dad jokes <laughs> to dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares, mom! <laughs> <laughs> just, just take out the credit card, mom. Good. Uh, now we're back to Evie's bedroom. She opens up the the dollhouse and looks around like every time she goes back now, now she's got to sort of piece together what happened while she was gone. Yeah. Uh, Smith Smiths are gathered around the dinner table. They're having a little prayer. Uh, and Evie puts this new doll in the house, the policeman. And she says, and she's so cute. She's still such a little kid. Her acting is so good. She's like, I promise he'll get to the bottom of whatever's going on here. Uh, doesn't see the head anywhere. Her mom calls her down to dinner, but she, she reminds Smith Smiths, you know, be careful. And don't move. She keeps telling them not to move. Mm-hmm. Is this where she's now at the dinner table? And she prays. Yeah. And mom hurts. and dad look at her like, fuck. We, we aren't a praying house. Yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, that's cute. We're going to do yeah, this. I just wrote, I'm gathering this is an uncommon occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> this was the kind of stuff that made me think, I mean, because the parents did not, there there just wasn't much details to the parents, and I guess there didn't need to be. But because there were also these these analogs in the story of Smith Smith having dinner, them having dinner, you know, are they also the dolls or are they? Mm-hmm. And especially when the head comes into their world, you know, are mm-hmm. they? Are they the dollhouse man? 
I have a lot of thoughts like okay, that, too. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, then no, we'll get there. We, 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 you and I, I think, are on the same page. Okay. I think we're all kind of there, but mm-hmm. let's press forward yeah, because I, we're getting to a pretty awesome scene. It's great, Oh, yes. God. <clears throat> Evie goes upstairs, and she's checking on the dollhouse. Now, all of a sudden, she sees the Smith Smith family looking up the stairs, very concerned. Yeah. Yes. And we've got the cop. He is peering into the attic. He's got his He's gun, gun drawn. drawn. He's got his gun drawn. Now, another sweet in another sweet Easter egg is here because the crate, crate. with yeah. the fluffy is in this attic. So cool. Um I loved that they added that detail. Yep. Um but yes, so that's the vignette that we have now. Did you guys see the chainsaw in the attic? Uh-uh. Yeah, there's a chainsaw up there. That's great. I'm sure I got to go back and look at this dollhouse. I'm sure it is just it is chock-a-block with uh so much. So so dad sees Evie. Like I think Evie was was talking to it. Mm-hmm. And so dad kind of comes up behind her hey, and he's what's like, going hey, on? "Hey, what's going on? What's that cop doing? Hunting rats?" That's what it looks like he's doing and she's just like, "Yeah. Yeah, cool dad. Yeah, Great joke. Go away." <laughs> now, if I were Evie, this might be the point where I get dad involved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so maybe, because uh, I mean, Evie seems like she's a, a smart kid. Maybe she knows that at this point, there is a severed head and a decapitated cop in this house. They're going to send her to a doctor. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe she's a little smarter and like, no, I got to, I just got to, I just got to take care of my own shit. Who knows? But does she know at the point when the dad comes in that the cop is headless? No, he no, was still not peeking yet. into not the. Uh... I'm, what you said is that what what's coming up is mm-hmm. when she she would be at the point where it's like I need to get dad involved, right? Yeah, I'll allow it, but mind yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the head hiding in the cabinet? Right. Oh, it's it's hiding in the mirror. Yeah. So this it'd be a this scary was, place to see the head. You yeah. This, the is, this, was, and... this is what makes me think that you know the the head is like a ghost head or mm-hmm. or, or a demonic force or something, and it, it looked to me like the eyes of the head were kind of like a cat's eye or something. Mm. Like they they weren't just. You know, like a painted on red eye or something, yeah. but they were like, I don't know. Oh, they like were, they were creepy. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, they were like creepy. They, yeah. They, yeah. It wasn't just like a regular eye. So when dad leaves and uh, she goes back to look at the house, she's got her flashlight and is flashing it around stuff. Great. Extra creepy. Awesome. Yeah. Now this is when the policeman is uh, decapitated and uh, there's a pool of blood down there. And uh, Ethan and the mother doll are like horrified. And now the father is on the steps. He's holding the policeman's the gun. gun. And you can tell for a little plastic doll, he's holding it shakily. I like, yeah, I love yeah. that. Like he does not know how yeah. guns work. The the one thing that I did notice was that Dane, nonplussed. Yep. <laughs> Dane was like, eh, whatever. I'm a dog. I'm yeah. A, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, someone will adopt me. I don't care. Evie yells, stay, stay away, away from, from the, the Smith Smiths and stay away from me too. Again, jumps into bed, but she's also, it's, it's cool. You know, they talk about how dolls help you figure out who you are. And she is like, no, I have to, I have to help them. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're, yeah, they're under her protection. Right. Yeah. So the next day, uh, they're at the shop again uh, and back up because that's a break. Oh shit. You're right. Um, so with the cowering under the pillows, which is where I would have been pretty much from the first time they moved. Uh, that's an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Now you got a wardrobe full of pretty clothes. For nursery school, you're crisp and cool. For summer, there's a playtime set. In winter, burr your collar first. In a coat, as cute as you can get. I love you. You 
Mama. Just pull the ring. You never know what she'll say next. Tell me a story. The only story now left to tell is a chatty cat is made by Mattel. You'll find Chatty Kathy and her costume sets wherever toys are sold. You can tell it's Mattel, it's well. They'll burn your house and kill your parents and You live in hell. <laughs> and then they'll watch you bleed. They'll make you join a coven of witches and then they'll make you breed. And then pull the string and listen to what they say. Let's kill again. Let's kill again. And then maybe we'll play. And then we walk in. <laughs> the fires of hell are around you. Yeah. And then you'll find that string again. Did a, so I'm assuming you guys have seen the Twilight Zone episode Living Doll, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that. Time to it, it even It even sounds like the same woman doing the mm-hmm. voice. Like Could be. Could, yeah, it very well could and be. I uh, don't like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Like Telly Savalas. Like when 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 Homer is the Telly Savalas character. Yeah. In a clown without pity. Yeah. Oh man. Like he does a great job of being Telly Savalas. I, I I love that episode of Twilight yeah. Zone. Um, because even as an adult now, it freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> Well, maybe this song will make you feel better. It won't. Also- Stop it. That commercial, like, no, <laughs> Why don't no you joke- take a nap by this knife? <laughs> <laughs> now roll around and roll some more. Have some fun in your blood. <laughs> hey, I made you a drink because you look so tired. <laughs> and clog a clog. Oh, no, it's bleach. <laughs> oh, boy. And we're back. You know where I want to go after I see a decapitated toy cop? Let's go uh, the back toy to this store? toy store. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, Mr. Toy Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have like a priest doll? Or a rabbi or, or something? Rabbis. Do you have the diorama from the movie The Exorcist? <laughs> I love this part because this this doll guy is like, this is an untapped market. Right, right. <laughs> Well, so he he mentions that uh, that some churches use some of the figures to explain like the testaments. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, we don't have any priests it's or thin. rabbis. Yeah, um, but uh, there's some Native American dolls over in the corner. It's like he's clutching for straws. He's like, yeah. we've got Native Americans and a bus that seems pretty spiritual. <laughs> well, and then he says, uh, Up Native on the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Native Americans are very spiritual people. More spiritual than priests and rabbis, probably. I don't know. All I care about is you buying it. (laughs) What do you think, Mom? (laughs) What words do I have to say to commence commerce? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that works. She grabs another wonderful Easter egg. Old Chief Chief Woodenhead. It's great. Man, oh, man. So back at the house again. Now the family is sitting on the couch together. Again, like what Evie is going to be doing with her family in a little bit. Um, sitting on the couch together uh, in front of uh, Old Chief Woodenhead. And I love this vignette because still the cigarette ashtray is on the table. Yeah. yeah. Front and center. And they're, it's so cool because you see the dolls like checking it out. Like the mother doll is uh, is up now next to the figurine looking mm-hmm. at it. And she's like, po- the mother doll is pointing up the stairs to tell, the, hey, hey, something's up, up there. there. Yeah. Go do it. Head, stairs. Head, stairs. Now. now. <laughs> Even Evie's like, do something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when her mom comes into her room to say, hey, come and watch a movie with us. She's like, yeah, that'll be exciting. <laughs> This, I have uh, never seen disdain for a movie this palpable <laughs> until I saw Lady Hawk when I was a kid. <laughs> this is, um, this is a Mr. Show sketch or something. <laughs> parents, Edie is flanked by her parents who are just laughing and yucking it up and eating popcorn watching this movie. And she is just bored, bored, bored. She's, she wants to go to Thrill World. She is distraught. Yeah. She's like... Look, dipshits. The Smith Smiths are about to get murked by a head. <laughs> I would love to sit here and enjoy Fletch Lives with you. I really would. 
I really would love to enjoy this movie you're watching for my benefit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Matilda, thanks. <laughs> Persephone, I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, there's a murder about to happen upstairs, and I'm going to solve it. Uh, we see a time lapse, Evie's still on the couch, and now both uh, mom and dad are uh, fast asleep on the couch on either side of her. And she peeks, she goes back up the stairs, she peeks back down at them. And the way they're sleeping, it almost feels like they're the dolls yes. just yeah, sitting yeah. in the house I, I, I put that in my notes, too. Yeah. That, like, she goes back and she checks on them. And that's kind of what I was talking about with, like, the macro photography yeah. a little bit, where it just, it made them seem like they were dolls also. Yeah. Uh, so she she's back in her room, and this is when the dollhouse looked like it was getting larger because mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's taking up more of the frames. She goes, she opens it, she looks inside, and the family is all in the kitchen staring up at the ceiling, probably, I assume, listening to... Chief Woodenhead. Yeah. And he's in the bathroom, tomahawk raised, he's looking for the head. Uh, and so uh, she has a flashlight in her hand. And the flashlight starts to flicker. Of course. So she's, yeah, of course. So she's hitting the flashlight to get it back up. It's back up now. Everybody's moved. Everybody's moved. This, again, I got the chills on this one. Mm -hmm. Real creeped out vibe. I'm digging this. Um, I also wrote down at this point, this kid may never sleep again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, how do you be like, well, good night. Yeah. (laughs) So. It cuts to like when the um when the flashlight comes back on, uh she looks, everybody's moved again, and the chief is leaning out a window. And so she's like, Do you where do you where do you think the head went? She goes around the other end. Head cut off. Head and hand with the tomahawk yeah. have been cut off. And so she screams, No, and and that's when she so we see the the family still at the bottom of the stairs looking up the stairs and it um you the can see the, the head on the mantle and it's behind them and she's creeped out she's like look out and that's when her mom comes in to check on her she runs back into bed and she she pretends that she, so is she was asleep. yeah was yeah. asleep and mom's like, like little kid nah, I, I, yeah. I i heard you i heard you scream like, oh, i was probably just dreaming go back to bed karen <laughs> I've got it under control. <laughs> so what are you bringing the, uh, me? Milk? Throw? Crash? <laughs> um, well, um, screw sleep. <laughs> I'll never sleep again. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the mom tells her, you know, it's okay to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want, you can come sleep with me and dad. Yeah, he's like a doyoy. <laughs> right. So. She's still in bed. Mom leaves. Evie hears another noise from the dollhouse. Yes. Fuck. Oh, oh God. Man. This, this was messed up. Hey, Ethan. You okay, buddy? Hey, hey. Oh, look. There's there's mother and father. Their heads are chopped, chopped off. off. And she starts looking around for Ethan. And there he is. And his head's been cut off. And the zombie his head has taken his top. place. Uh, and it does like a... Very earned jump scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So she grabs the head off of Ethan and throws it across the room. And you can see, you can see the look on her face after she does it of, well, that was a stupid move. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't sleep with that in here. Yeah. So she just she does she go to the bed and then realize like i gotta get i gotta yes. get that head out yeah. of here yeah um so she she starts poking around the room she goes under the bed which with her flashlight anyone, anyone who's ever watched poltergeist knows that's a bad idea and you uh, can see um it the way it's shot it's shot from the other side, side under the and bed you can see the you head, can see the yeah. head under there already um, <laughs> yeah and so she's moving some of the stuffed animals and then she sees the full size head Looking at her, she now human out. size. Yeah, yeah. she yeah, freaks out. She's fearless. She picks. The, she she picks the head up. Does everything short of drop kick it yeah. and back into the dollhouse. Yeah, it's she's, she's she, like, you don't belong here. Yeah, she says, nope. you belong in there. Yeah. Um, 
And so she puts it back in there and then says, no more, no more of the head. And that's one. It's great. And I loved that the head, even though it was under her bed and it was life size, it wasn't like it was still, it still looked kind of like a toy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Cause like it had plasticky eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. When it goes to the next scene, which is, I presume sometime in the next month, mm-hmm. um, they are getting rid of the dollhouse. I assumed it was the next month. I assumed I assumed <laughs> that it was like, very shortly dunzo. after. Yeah. yeah. She is sitting in her car, uh, Evie is, mm-hmm. and she looks like a widow. Oh, she, she oh, might as well real. be smoking out the window. <laughs> yeah. Like this is tiny adult time. Yeah. yeah, I just wrote coldest stare ever. Yep. Yeah, she's got the thousand yard stare on lock. Yeah. And it's it's just like don't talk to me about loss. <laughs> I knew a, I had a dollhouse. She once. opens it like a, a she has like a silver plated cigarette case that she takes a hand rolled cigarette out of. Like a bubblegum cigarette. Taps it against, puts it in her mouth. I remember them. They were the Smith Smiths. Ethan, mom. Sweet kid. Dad. Dad. Dane. Actually, we don't know what happened to Dane. Dane could be okay. Oh, Dane's fine. Dane's yeah, fine. Dane, like I said, Dane's going to get adopted. Dane's been licking the bottom of that head. <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> well, uh, there, I don't know who they are selling it to per se. I thought they were it just like, like dropping were it off like a it. church. Yeah, I think like they were donating it at, uh, yeah, at some kind of charitable donation. They're just thing. dropping off this $3,000 dollhouse. <laughs> There's no way that it costs less than that. This thing yeah, this was, thing was handmade, yeah. painstakingly built. Yeah, it and is. it took two dudes to carry it, two two full size men to carry this. Yeah, so they put it up, um, and there's there's an older woman looking at it and just, you know, marvelled at the the this thing, the stuff people throw out. Yeah, and so the parents are kind of explaining of, oh yeah, she just grew out of it all of a sudden. One we don't night. ask her a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> we fell asleep during a movie. Yeah, we asked her and she just gave us that stare. That was Anyway, she doesn't want us to be out here too long. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> uh, so they um, they get back in the car and they're driving away and she looks at that woman with the house. Good with, fucking luck, lady. <laughs> yeah, with the coldest stare I have seen. Uh, they drive away and then... Life's uh, bullshit. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about the end jump scare, but uh, yeah, you know what? It earned everything. They want to end it like the last three seconds with something I, I don't approve of. You, you guys go ahead. You earned it. It's uh, so you see the little Ethan doll is in there, but the head is still on it. The, you see the back of it and then the head turns and, and looks at you. And, yeah. And. All right. Loved it. I loved it. Loved it. And I know there were people complaining online that this wasn't enough of a, like, a cohesive story or that it just didn't have, like, a real ending or didn't explain a lot. I feel like that's how a lot of the stuff in Creepshow was and in even complaints that we've had about (sighs) tales or about monsters. It's like, why is this like that? Why, you know, they didn't explain anything. This is a half story. They've got 22 minutes. Yeah. (sighs) But that doesn't bother me with this one. It's just a cool little... Yeah, this one, this one really is just, okay, girl's got a haunted dollhouse. Yeah. Shit's happening. That's it. She gets rid of it. I don't understand what, like, there are some things that you need explanation of in order to go on the ride. Mm-hmm. It is obvious that this is a haunted dollhouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. The end, yeah. The, I don't need more. And maybe that's just because at this point, I've seen so much anthology horror try to shoehorn things in mm-hmm. that would never work with a two and a half hour movie time. Right. Yeah. You know, like when I watched this, this made sense to me from the jump. Yeah. Um, if this was a movie, I think I would have been less into it. It would have just felt like another it would have had Annabelle. To, it would have had more know. to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. This was such a nice, compact little story that I just didn't... You know, you dip in, you dip out. That's it. 
I didn't need more. Right. More yeah. would have muddied the waters. Yeah. Um, but I'm not everybody, obviously. Uh, let's go to the writer's room real quick. Is there anything that you would have changed? Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think there were still outstanding questions, but I think that'll be fun for us to talk about. Whereas they didn't, the questions that I have didn't detract from my enjoyment of the episode. So I don't feel like they needed to be changed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, like you were saying, I have questions, but those are just my questions. That's, isn't that the point of watching a movie to afterward be like, well, wait, what about this? Yeah. You know, you, you can't answer every single question in a, in a show or movie that that defeats the purpose. So the, I didn't have really anything else. There is some clarifications that are cool to talk about, but mm-hmm. unnecessary for the plot. Mm-hmm. So like you had mentioned, one of the big questions was, is the par- are the parents or is the quote unquote, are the family dolls themselves live action actors dolls. Mm-hmm. And my take on that was, we have a dollhouse that is breaking the plane. Like in between, there's the dollhouse and the real, our world, mm-hmm. and there's a plane in between the two that is now being broken. So things are starting to spill out of the doll world. We see it when the the doll head when the head changes size. Right, mm-hmm. things that are in the doll world are. So scenes and vignettes and spaces and that the house that they're in is very similar, if not exactly the same as Mm -hmm. the dollhouse. So there is recurring themes like it's it's the stranger thing upside down type Mm -hmm. of application. See, I was going to go more with uh, this doll is a doll from a dollhouse from the Twilight Zone that this is they went like, you know, they went to this toy shop and this toy shop deals in. Special toys. So you would go with the needful things that the toy shop owner is actually just dealing things from the Twilight Zone, baby. That's uh, I. I think that. <laughs> hey man, I'm just dealing <laughs> things from the Twilight Zone, baby. But uh, but I I think that this is the kind of thing that if this were a found object would be introduced by Rod Serling, right? Like. This is the kind of thing that because I mean you know Picture when you watch this. when you watch yeah when you watch a lot of Twilight Zone, um, it, it isn't always something super out there. Sometimes it's something pretty focused. That a dollhouse. Well, I mean, in this instance, yeah, you know, I, but I, I I know I I feel like I know what you're going for. Well, I mean this this dollhouse is what what starts to bring everything else around it into the twilight zone, right? This is like the, for lack of a better term, like this is, this is the, the portal that drags everything else into this darker dimension. So I think I can see what you're going with, with the upside down. I think it's more because this is so from Evie's point of view, Maybe if we were seeing it from mom or dad's point of view, we'd see their interactions were much different. Their conversations were longer. Like and, the parents you know, from Charlie Brown. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're seeing these very basic mom and dad, you know, dad working on the car, dad doing the bills, uh, the bills um, just these things that you certainly remember seeing your parents do, but you just more remember the activities than these deep conversations or anything like that. It truly is just how all of these things are are interacting in in her world. Yeah. Even if it was a yeah, even if it was a play on the difference between parents and their children. Cuz they just like, don't understand. My understanding about parents is that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And now being a parent, I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> what I do want to talk about is what would have been interesting in a completely different um uh, vignette would have been if we would have seen scenes from Evie's perspective and then from her parents' perspective hmm. to see if Evie was an oh, unreliable like narrative. It? Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Unreliable like, narrator exactly. Like, what if these were the machinations of Evie herself? Yeah. Hmm. 
But I think or that would have... Or if the parents themselves were doing it because they were jerks. Who knows? I mean... But at the same time, I just feel like that is a hat on a hat. It would have yeah, been... I, I yeah, I am fine with these being unanswered questions. Yeah. I mean, I mean right. yeah. I, I, honestly, I prefer, th- I prefer them to be unanswered because this way th- you really start to think about the mystery of mm-hmm. uh, of the head right yeah what what could have also been cool is if some of these things started to happen in their house yes yeah. that would have been great if like just in the background you saw like i don't know a little something or even the same ashtray it, it, or... yeah if there were more <laughs> things spilling out into mm-hmm. their world yeah Jen, give us a scale. A uh, scale of one to ten. Uh, heads. Ten. I'm at a nine and a half. I'm at a nine and a half also. I'm I'm almost at a ten. I don't know what's I don't holding know me what back. A, I don't know what a ten is. I think it's because it's the first episode and I'm afraid. Maybe. Yeah. <sighs> I I just, I really liked this episode. I did too. It's, it's great. Uh Creepshow's doing it for me right now, but we're only one episode in, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Got five more to go. We'll talk about episode two, vignette number one, next week. Yeah, we will. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. TFTDS Pod on Twitter. We are T from the Dark Side at gmail.com if you prefer email. Um, if you spot an Easter egg in creep show feel free to hit us on any of those to let us know what it is uh guys am i forgetting anything Uh, try to to enjoy enjoy the the daylight daylight. try to enjoy the daylight Bye. bye transmissions from the dark side is hosted and recorded by jen hanson matt rose and matt noss edited by matt noss hosted by gabber media our theme music was composed and performed by slasher dave you can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.